Zach had 58 to 12. What was your what? score again? <laughs> what was that score? Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ball and chill. We are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. We got Todd Brooks in the house and we got Zach McCain. Fellas, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing fantastic, Stan. Well, I don't want to speak for Zach, but I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I'm doing great, too. I'm doing great, too. You can speak for me, Todd. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, we've covered um, the disappointing loss to the Saints last week. Uh, not Well, we just – we covered the disappointing loss to the Saints last Sunday in a podcast earlier this week. Go check that out. And now we are moving on to the look ahead for the – Los Angeles Chargers. Wait, did I get that right? That's correct. You, you have to did. be real careful how you say it because it's confusing. That's right. Yeah, that's I want right. to say San Diego. Oh, yeah, right. man, I could never keep them straight, especially the Raiders. I am horrible at keeping that one straight. But, like, uh, yeah, uh, they went from – L.A. went from having no teams to having two teams. How do you feel about – like, how would you feel if there was another team in Atlanta? Let's just start there. Like, what if all of a sudden you were like, okay, we have no teams in Atlanta, we're starving for a team, and the Falcons show up, and then uh, someone unrelated, the Titans, the, t- the Atlanta Titans come to town. So it's the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Titans playing in Mercedes-Benz, or, yeah, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Mm, I would be crazy, but I mean, Atlanta's not a big enough city to support right. some teams like that anyway, right. but... I would be crazy about it. I'm a Falcons fan. I couldn't like get used to a new yeah. team. I probably would yeah, it'd be weird. Them. Well, it yeah. kind of yeah. it would kind of remind me of well, they could do it better nowadays because it's like 2020. And they've got it's all digital now. <laughs> all the all the you know all the advertisements and what have you. It's all digital. But you remember when the um, Phillips Arena was um, was the Thrashers and the Atlanta Hawks home. So they would have like yes. dual like like pennants up. You would have, but they would they wouldn't cover them. They would just they, they were just there. You would walk for a basketball game and would see a bunch of hockey players you didn't know existed up on the wall. So right, yeah, that's how yeah. I feel it, it would be. It would be weird. Yeah. So all right, let's get let's jump into this matchup. Is there anything like sticks out to you uh, on paper that or just when just thinking about this game, like what what stands out to you? Maybe it's something to look for or a good matchup or something. Stan, yeah. I actually was surprised just looking at the the stats for the Chargers. They're a very balanced team on all sides of the ball. Like I really didn't expect that. You know, they're really good on offense. They're a top four passing team, which I don't think bodes well for the Falcons. But their defense is even pretty solid. They're a top ten defense. Dude, that really surprised me because I thought they were closer to the bottom of the standings. Right. The last couple of weeks hasn't really uh, been indicative of that, and they've had some tough losses. They've, they've been a lot like the Falcons this year. Would look really good uh, for a couple quarters even and just blow it or even just not show up on a Sunday. The Falcons mm-hmm. have had that happen to them on uh, just not show up 
and that's what happened the Chargers last game. They got mud stomped by the Patriots, I believe, 45 to nothing. And so it, that that loss was so bad that, you know, they, they've got an interim head coach um, that the writers, the beat writers for uh, the Chargers are calling for the interim coach's head. That's when you know it's bad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think what I'm looking forward to is just the um, – the motivation of the Falcons after a tough loss. And um, and then on the flip side with the Chargers, getting, getting uh, you know, the brakes beat off of you, you know, do you come out, you know, uh, you know gunslinging and, 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 you know, Herbert's a good quarterback. Keenan Allen's a great wide receiver. And so, that, again, that doesn't bode well for our defense, at least historically. So, we'll see, you know, what happens to that. That should be interesting. Yeah. I think that's – yeah, definitely a good point. It's like, you know, they just got embarrassed by the Patriots who aren't that good this year. I think they're 500. And so, um, I don't know if that bodes well for the Falcons. Like you said, historically did not have a great secondary, although the secondary has been playing better, but they may taste some. I just – all right, let's, let's ask this question. I'd like to get both of your answers for this. Which was more embarrassing for a franchise, losing to Taysom Hill in the fashion that they lost to the first time, maybe not the second time, but the first time, or um, losing 45 nothing to the Patriots? And that was at is that, was that at home or away for the for the Chargers? That was away. I think it was in Foxborough. I think losing 45 nothing to the Patriots is a lot worse and a lot more embarrassing because the Patriots aren't a good team. And New Orleans is good, so I think that's a real easy question to answer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, in the NFL, losing forty-five to nothing is not the same like like in college. I feel like the talent level in a college is much greater. Whereas, like for the most part, I mean, when you make it to the league, you know, these guys are all playing, you know, on the relatively level playing field. And so to lose forty-five nothing, you know, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, for sure. I, I well. Uh, I I am a little bit of a homer and a little bit of uh, salty when it comes to the Saints. <laughs> so I say that losing to Taysom Hill, the running back, tight end, uh, throwing the ball is uh, pretty embarrassing. But yeah, like you said, the 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 playing field is relatively level. Obviously, they're superstars and they're studs everywhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, losing forty five nothing, just not having a heartbeat is that's embarrassing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and just kind of going through what Todd was saying a little earlier that surprisingly they, I mean, they, Justin Herbert's had a great year. I mean, I don't know if he's got it. I don't know if he's going to win rookie of the year or not, but dude, he is, he's, he is slinging that ball all, all over the yard. They're eighth in total yards and they're fourth in passing yards. And you don't wow. even think about, you know, Keenan Allen has got a, uh, He's always been under the radar. I feel like he's just a real underappreciated wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Which I think he's a stud. I think he's good. But for whatever reason, he just doesn't get the the national um, coverage for that. Yeah. And then uh, yeah. their rushing yards, they're right in the middle. They're 15th for rushing yards. So, um, yeah. In the third down conversion, you always have to cover that for the Falcons. They're yeah, 11th we'll see what, third down conversions. <laughs> we'll see what A.J. Terrell has. I mean, this might be – Legitimately, I mean, other because yeah, well, Terrell was playing on Michael Thomas this weekend, but but I mean, you know, back to back weeks, these may be the two toughest tests for him, you know, well, so far in his young career with these two guys, you know, well, Thomas and uh, Keenan Allen. 
so think about the next, like, you know, the stretch of five games, including the Saints. You got Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen. Then you go over to maybe even Miko Hardman and Tyree Kill. Uh, yeah. Tyree Kill. And then and you then got Mike, Mike, Evans. Mike Evans twice. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, uh, you know, Drinky Wheaties. I had a crazy yeah. guy that worked with me. <laughs> they always say the Drinky Wheaties. So, uh, okay, Drinky Wheaties. All right, Wheaties. yeah. So, um, yeah, that that matchup right there is going to be interesting with Keenan Allen and and uh, AJ Terrell, which uh, he might. <laughs> I'm about to be really ridiculous. Never mind. I'm not going to go there this this go around. But uh, Ed, I really like AJ Terrell's game. I'm just saying he's playing really well. Um, uh, and Todd acknowledged that. I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, week. I did. I did. Now, and he only his only problem which was, is I understand which was huge. is is his problem is the players you know who he would rather have. And I I agree. You know I, I'm with you on that. But I'm just saying he's a player. He could, he's going to be able to play. I mean he's a good player. I, my problem with him was draft position, and I still thought he was a reach. I still think he's a reach. And we still needed a pass rusher last year. We've been needing a pass rusher for how many years now? Well, I mean, much forever. I'm, forever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think. What are we, 2020? When was the last – what name the last legit pass rusher that you were like, oh, I think he's going to be able to get to the quarterback pretty much every game? That the Falcons took. Well, that the Falcons have uh, playing on their squad. Uh Man, that's tough. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, John Abraham is probably where I stopped. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, I, I maybe, mean, maybe. I mean, not, Dwight Freeney was was such at the end of his career at that point, and right? So I don't know if I would. Yeah, because he was more of the decoy hall. That's of right. For right. So, um, so with Dirk Cutter still driving the bus, you know, I love me some Dirk Cutter. They are they are falling out of the top ten in offense. So I don't know if we could continue to use that as you know what makes Mm -hmm. this job more attractive but you've got you know the falcons are 11th in total yards seventh in passing 25th in rushing yards sad very sad 14th in points right in the middle at 25.9 so they're scoring 26 points a game and then their third down conversion is 19th so they're 41 percent um yeah, I, look, I try to – I'm hoping. I don't know if I am, like, predicting it, but I would like to see either Todd Gurley be look healthy and actually somebody rush for 150 yards combined. But I don't know if, if that's going to turn – because the Chargers have a pretty good defense. I think Todd just talked about that. It's like they have a good defense and they have some pass rushers to play the run as well. So uh, I look to see – the the run game look more creative i just want to be i just want them to be more creative forget all what i just said forget everything i just said my wish for this game we're in the christmas season i, I we're gonna make a christmas wish list i wish that dirt cutter would be creative he stinks and calling plays they're vanilla someone should just grab him by the lapels and say stop being vanilla and just go absolutely bananas you know those plays that you put down at the bottom of the sheet that you'll never use because you're scared of them I run those the double jet sweep run the the halfback pass run them all that's what i would say that's my christmas wish list yeah. what's your christmas wish list, todd what do, what do you wish for the falcons for for christmas 
um, to go 0-4 for the next four games. <laughs> you know what? I, I, that's right on brand for you. I was not expecting – I teed that one up perfectly for you. You did. All right. Real. Yeah, yeah we, we knew that, that was coming. Away. And I am not mad at that. I think that's a good answer because I am, you know, I'm on board with uh, let's grit our teeth and get through these last four games. So Yeah, I mean, I don't want them to lose just to lose, but I want them to lose to benefit themselves for the future. I mean, I'm right. thinking about the future here. I mean, I'm, 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 this year at this point doesn't mean anything to me. I'm ready for next year at this point. Yeah. My, and my answer would be literally a combination of the two things that y'all just said. Go 0-4, but do it in a, you know, in a, in a pretty fashion, I in guess. In a creative and, fashion. In a creative fashion. Just, you know, because right now you were talking about how the job doesn't, in a way it doesn't look as attractive as it, as it was um, before now that we've kind of, at least from the offensive standpoint. And it's, I agree. I blame that on, on Dirk Cutter. And so you hope that they get creative and maybe, um, you know, show some of these prospective people that, Hey, we can, we really, we can run the ball. We can run the ball effectively. We got some, a couple talented backs. Um, and so I don't think that, you know, what our offense has become is really a has painted a true picture of what they really could be. Honestly, I mean, I, I, I truly mean that. Yeah, and I think the, the the defense surprisingly, the defense has been the bright spot for this team. Uh, the offense has been holding this team back for the last uh, three four weeks. Honestly, um, maybe longer than that. But yeah, the offense has not been. Um, li- holding up its end of the bargain of being a top 10 unit or whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't – so we had that list of seven teams that were potentially looking for a head coach, and I took a shot. I predicted that the Falcons at the time were the number one or number two um, destination for a, a new head coach or a new GM or probably he- – let's go head coach. And uh, I'm not so sure that's my answer anymore because – Oh. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, you want to hear the newest rumor? You finished what you were saying, but there's a new rumor today. So. Okay, yeah. Let's, uh, so, the, the the seven teams – I can't remember all seven teams, but I just know – I remember the top four. They were the, uh, the Texans, the Falcons, the uh, Chargers, because he's the interim guy. And then the fourth one, I think, was the Lions, maybe the Lions. But, yeah, so – Basically, the top three, Falcons, Titans, Falcons, Texans, and Chargers. And I went Texans, which they have reported to like Romeo Cornell, which he has a lot of experience. Kudos to him. I think he's an excellent coach. And then it would be the Chargers and the Falcons. And I picked the Falcons over the Chargers. But I'm not so sure I would do that. Any- I don't know if I would I-, I would give them that label anymore. So, anyway, that's all I was saying. Um Zach, what do you do? You, what do you think about those three teams, Texans, Falcons, and Chargers? Who do you think would be the most attractive? You yeah, might uh, even throw Texans out. I don't know if you want. However, you want to. Well, I mean, if you're doing it between the Chargers and the Falcons, I think at this point, right now, the way things are going, uh, Chargers. You know, Chargers have have a young uh, young quarterback. Uh, it seems like a a good defense that's that's young and you know sort of coming into their own. Um, you know, you're out there in, in in LA, which is a which is a sweet spot. So, um, between those two teams, I would say the Chargers. I don't know if I'd still I don't know if I'd give the Chargers the upper hand over the the Texans just because of the of Deshaun Watson. But um, certainly right now, yeah. If, if between those three, the Falcons would be on the bottom. They got Nick Bosa too. Um, yeah. So that's that. 
There's that. All right, Todd, sure. what's your uh, what's your what's your break? Not breaking news, but what what's the new rumor out there? Okay, so granted, I don't know how reliable the site is. I just happened to see it on Facebook today, but <laughs> uh, the rumor is is that Blank is pushing for this will be music to yours. Eric Benemini is the head football coach, and then John Dorsey as the general manager. That's what Blank's wish list is. This was according to. Uh, ProFootballNetwork.com. So I don't know how reliable. ProFootballNetwork.com seems legit. Sounds legit. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds legit. Can't go, so, can't go wrong. But yeah, the enemy, um, I'm cool. I'm definitely cool with the enemy. And I have no clue who John Dorsey is. Okay. Uh, well, let me, let's talk about that for just a second. Okay. So John Dorsey was actually Kansas City's GM uh, before their current GM. And he's actually the one that was responsible for drafting their primary playmakers on the team now. So he drafted Mahomes, he drafted Tyreek Hill. And then um, he also drafted Travis Kell. So, I mean, there you go. There's three of their primary playmakers right there. After he left, now apparently he had some um, salary problems with the salary cap. That's one reason why he got fired in Kansas City in the first place. Right. So I don't know if that's good news or not. <laughs> but he went to Cleveland shortly after that. And, I mean, look, okay, this is good news, though. He drafted most of the primary player playmakers for them, too. He drafted Baker Mayfield. He drafted Dick Chubb. And he drafted Denzel Ward, and he also orchestrated the Eldale Beckham trade. So, okay. I mean, that seems those that's good stuff. I mean, that's good stuff. That's active, being active, not not sitting on your hands, create, picking skill players in a high you know high level. I think that's cool. I, that's I'm, not yeah. that's not being vanilla. That's, that's not being like. <laughs> vanilla. Yeah, I think if we got, I think that Odell Beckham Jr. trade was like real creative. I don't know, but yeah, that's yeah. that's that's in encouraging to see because Thomas Dimitrov was known for moving up on draft days, but that's about it. You know, um, right. No... Draft of wide receivers instead of um, all around good team with a lot of debt. Yeah. Yeah. Stock in the cover. Non-power five players. Non -pa yeah. Fresno, oh, yeah. Fresno yeah, State, sure. uh, <laughs> you know, Eastern Western Kentucky of <laughs> Carolina. Um, but yeah, I, I'm totally down. I like that. Uh, and I don't know. I just get so like, I'll get I'll rabbit trailed on the internet and be like, man, read about all these guys. Even the guy, the Saints. Um, we talked about a rumor last week mm -hmm. of the the Saints assistant general manager. Like reading all right. this stuff, I just started getting like giddy. I'm like, they just need to pick somebody that I just want a, a capable body in that in that um. And it sounds to me too like you talking about like skill positions. I think that's an, another a bright spot or something I look on a wish list that's like continuing to bring in like weapons and, and building mm -hmm. a, a powerhouse. So yeah, that's cool. Hey, do, does the enemy scare you a little bit because of the name value? Because he's everywhere. Everybody who like you go to forums or whatever, we want the enemy. We want the enemy. And then it kind of is feeling like. We know this guy too much, and we have expected him to morph Matt Ryan into Pat Mahomes. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Of like having right. the expectations of that name value. Like, is it, is he still your choice that you want to see in the Falcons' head coaching spot? Well, Joe Brady's my number one choice anyway. That's right. I but forgot about that. Me, yeah, but then he scares me from the uh, aspect is I'd like to see him without those three you know dynamic playmakers. You know, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis sure. Kelce. If he doesn't have all three of those, what's he like running the Falcons' offense? So I think that's kind of an unknown until we actually see it. But, but I mean, I would definitely 
do it. I, it would definitely be pleasing to my ears to hear him mentioned to be our head coach or, you know, declared to be our head coach at the end of the season after the Super Bowl's over. But um, I, I think it's a little bit – but, I, you know, I think Joe Brady is too. I mean, they're both risky. Yeah. I, I just like Joe Brady because he's developed quarterbacks that aren't as good too. You know, the Teddy Bridgewaters, you know, last year uh, at LSU, Joe um, – you know, you, you had uh, LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. He was very average the year before and suddenly turned to a superstar and had one of the best collegiate seasons for an individual ever. So, I mean, that's why I like Joe Brady. But I'm, I'm good with um, Arab and Emini, too. I think both of those are good names. Yeah. And, and interesting, you know, well, more, more than anything, I'd like to just see what he would be like without Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I, I think that – and I'm not trying to downplay Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey, but I feel like a lot of teams have those type of playmakers. I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes is just in a league of his own. And so I would just be interested to see what he would be like with without him. Um, and I can't. I mean, Todd or Stan, maybe when y'all know, was the enemy there when Alex Smith was quarterback, or was this was Patrick no, Mahomes? Benemini was there, but he's only been their offensive coordinator for like the last two or three years. He wasn't. Okay. okay. Yeah, was, I think it was, I think he was position like a running backs coach or something. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I don't. He went and called shots for the last. When when. Yeah, when Alex Smith was there. Okay. Um, all right, so back to the Chargers. We're going to um, – so, the, so, the Chargers have lost two in a row. I, I just realized – I mean, I just thought about that, too. Like, the Chargers have lost two in a row, and one of them was really embarrassing. But I was looking at uh, Justin Herbert's numbers, and, like, he's putting up really big numbers, and he's still – Matt Ryan has still thrown more, more yards than he has. So – Matt Ryan is uh, thrown for 3,436 yards. And Justin Herbert's right there at 32-24. But Justin Herbert's thrown for 23 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. 23 touchdowns to nine interceptions with a 94 rating. And then Matt Ryan's touchdowns is kind of low, in my opinion. is 18 touchdowns, eight picks, and his rating is 91. So, I mean, they're really starkly uh, similar uh, statistically. Um, but uh, I think Justin Herbert is going to have a huge game against the Falcons. I just have a bad feeling about that. Well, it's like Todd said; they're just more they're more balanced than we are. At least offensively, they can run the ball and throw the ball. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's the the one. Yeah, I guess you could say scary part of it. Yeah. Yeah, their uh, their running game is midway. They're fifteenth in the whole league and rushing the ball. So. I think that's a lot more balanced. The Falcons, they're getting closer to the bottom now. They're not anywhere near the top or even the middle anymore. Right. That It, it takes a while, like, statistically. You have to have a couple bad games, two or three bad games, where you'll start sliding down the, you know, the leaderboards that, you know, we were talking previously of the Falcons being, you know, top ten of everything passing-wise and, you know, 12th or whatever and rushing and having rushing touchdowns and stuff to like slowly that eroded away to just being middle of the pack if not you know bottom of the league and rushing so um brian hill surprisingly let's just talk about a little bit of minutia here brian hill did not get as many carries as i thought he should have gotten last game and Edo smith ended up being the top rusher for the Falcons, which is embarrassing because you have Todd Gurley and, I mean, and Brian Hill too, but um, 
Do you think? Okay, so first off, do you think Ty Gurley's hurt, and do you think he'll do you think he'll play this Sunday? And secondly, is um, would I mean of the three? I mean of the two running backs, maybe three running backs. Who would you like like to see get the ball even more? So. Okay, so I'll answer the first question first. Um, I think Todd Gurley probably is hurt. If not, it, it uh, he's at least fatigued. Right. And you probably need to shut him down for a couple games. I mean, I I don't think I would continue on with that, especially with nothing to play for him. You don't want him to have a career-ending injury, and he's got an injury history, so it's very possible. Uh, second part, uh, honestly, Stan, I think our other running backs are just trash. I don't want to play any of them. Brian wow. Hill – off the trash. top turnbuckle, just yeah. right at the people's elbow, just right off the rip, man. I, I yeah. don't, you don't, you don't hold punches. You push them. You push them. Nah, sure your arms can push them. All right. right. Well, yeah. let me ask you a question back, though. Why do you like Brian Hill so much? I'd like you to tell all the fans here why you like Brian Hill. I, well, okay. I think Brian Hill has an amazing story. He's back again with the second time with his, uh, he's, revitalized his career he's still young and he looks he's a big back and looks explosive now he doesn't have the vision Todd Gurley does don't not even close Todd Gurley's got vision and he's got a little wiggle in the hips Brian Hill doesn't have those things but um Brian Hill is fast and he's big and I think that I don't know I he hasn't gotten a fair shake since Mr. Uh, Todd Gurley has been in the fold and so I like Brian Hills because he's an able body and he's young and he's fresh and he's no reason. I don't think he's a pro bowler or the future or anything, any of that stuff. I just like him because I mean, he's a fresh leg, he's fresh legs and I think he's capable of being an average running back. So you would define him as a serviceable backup. Yeah. Serviceable backup. That's right. Okay. So do you think, do you agree that there's a need for the Falcons to draft their running back at some point in the NFL draft is that coming year? Okay. So there's a, that's a layered question. Are you talking mm-hmm. about third round guy, get a guy, or are we talking how Dimitrov like to do it? Let's take a guy in the sixth round and pray that he does. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, I'm thinking like third or fourth round. Okay. I wouldn't go that low on running back. Right. So, uh, and I couldn't even name any, honestly. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think third, fourth would be an option there for, for running back. I don't know if you agree with that, Zach. But um, I think it's time to get – not time. I mean, it's been time. I don't – we haven't – I mean, Devontae Freeman, his career kind of went on the decline after the big payday. Um, and mm-hmm. he is – let's just be frank about that situation. It wasn't – f- from where I sit, it wasn't a fact that, hey, I got paid, I'm out. It wasn't that way. He's 5'7", and he weighed 208 pounds playing in the mm-hmm. NFL. He had three, and he took three concussions in a row that were – the doctors were like, hey, if you get another one of these, there's a chance your brains are scrambled eggs. Like – that's where we were with his injuries and he just would not change his running style. And just like Ryan Howard would never hit out of the shift or go opposite field. I mean, it just wouldn't change his style. And that's, um, I think that's kind of what happened to his career. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to go, so to go back to the, the original question, I mean, I think there's definitely the, the tread is wearing on, on Todd Gurley a little bit. I mean, so I agree with, with uh, Todd in regards to maybe shutting him down for a game or two just to prevent 
you know, some kind of career ending deal. And um, as far as draft, well, playing the guys that we have more, I mean, sure. I mean, that, that, there's not really another option unless you pull somebody off a practice squad, which I couldn't even tell you who we got down yeah. there. But, but at this point, yeah, I mean, just, you would just share the load between Edo Smith and Brian Hill. Um, and I definitely think that we need to be looking to get some kind of value pick of a running back uh, in this draft just to, I mean, because at this point, we don't even know if they're going to bring Gurley back. We talked about that last week. Would we like to bring him back? And I would. I would like to bring Gurley back. But I would also like to have somebody that could, again, be a diamond in the rough that could, you know, step up and, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, fill the – once Todd Gurley moves on, maybe step into that role. I think – I feel like running back is always – in my head, I think it's like a position that you could find in the draft and find some value because I feel like – of the however many teams there are in the college football, but like even the power five, like, like to what Todd's saying, you get, there's some quality power five guys out there. You could get, you know, a, a serviceable starting running back in the third round at running back. You know, you, your, your top guys, your Chris McCaffrey is going to go fat, go quick in the first round or Ezekiel Elliott. But after that, even like JK Dobbins was, you know, Travis Etienne and all those guys kind of were like didn't slide, but they were a little later in the draft, so you could find mm-hmm. you some value there. So, um, yeah, and also running back too is off, you know, for all the skilled positions, that's the most frequently injured position sure. too. So, that, that you always need to have another guy up. Yeah, the NFL mm-hmm. stands for uh, not for long with uh, running backs for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, well, we need to get jump into um, the time of the, time of the show. This time of the show is to get into uh, score predictions. Back to the uh, Falcons and um, Falcons and Chargers game. This is a way game for the Falcons. It's a four twenty five kick um, on the West Coast, and um, yeah, I don't know any other factors really. I mean, the weather's going to be awesome out there, I think. But uh, yeah, so. What are your predictions? Uh, we'll start with you, Zach. What's uh, what's your score prediction? Forty-one twenty-four Chargers. Forty-one twenty. What'd you say it was? Forty-one twenty-four Chargers. You thought that was Todd for a second? Yeah, I was like, dude, did I call like the right a Todd score? Jeez, that's <laughs> Madden numbers. You think Justin Herbert's going to solidify his rookie of the year candidacy right here? Thank you, Will. Okay, so I just don't think the motive. I just think I'm I'm worried about the motivation from. You the think Falcons. the Falcons are going to check out? I, I I do. I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. What do you think about these birds, uh, Todd? Uh, it's a road game. I, I'm just you know San Diego. Well, I won't call it San Diego. Geez. Yeah. See the Los Angeles Chargers. Quarter in the jar. A quarter in the jar. They, I have problems with that with the with the Rams still and the and the Chargers and the Raiders. I'm just listen, I'm struggling just, with it. All right, so listen, it's like this. It's like <laughs> I can't get names right. Okay, Theo not, Theo 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 Riddick, San Diego Chargers, Lewis Reddick, Los Angeles <laughs> I Chargers. I swear I cannot get that right, and I don't. I haven't. Theo Reddick hadn't been relevant in a long time. Uh, yeah. like no judgment, Todd. All right, so back to score positions. Okay, so um, score predictions here. So basically, Los Angeles, Los Angeles Chargers, Falcons are playing this weekend on the road. 
I do agree with Zach that I don't know if the motivation is going to really be there. And I think the Falcons are going to lose their first of four straight losses. Uh, well, I have five straight losses with a New Orleans game. So I'm going to pick uh, the Chargers to beat them 31 to 17. I don't think the offense is even going to be there this week. All right. You're depressed, Stan, I can tell. So I'm going to go. It's going to be a low scoring affair. I've read, I've read some stuff. This is going to be a high-scoring affair, but I'm going, I'm going a low-score deal, which is funny because in 2020, uh, your low score is a more elevated. So I'm going to go 26. I'm going to go 26-17 Falcons. Mm, you're a glutton for punishment picking hey, the Falcons. I, well, here's the deal. This is how you – Jump in the standings. You get to pick what other people don't pick anyway. I'm, we're counting scores, and if you don't go, if you don't go opposing scores, you don't gain any ground. So, so who's leading right now? You're keeping track of this. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm tallying them up, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to tally them because me and you have been picking all game all season, and mm. Chris and Zach have kind of jumped in around a little bit before Thanksgiving. Because I don't really know how to quantify it because we're going to have just more volume of data so i've got them together i'm collected them and i don't know how to say who's the winner so i'm not saying it yet it's it'll be on the next episode yeah i mean it just needs to be between you and you and todd stan that's that, that's it don't forget what? about no, you Chris can, and I. No, y'all pick the scores too, we, we, no i mean we can i mean we can be a part of it but we're not in the race though i mean we're we're sort of uh the consolation i guess but no i mean it's y'all y'all been the ones picking all season long so, so well, uh, I'll I'll do my I'll do my updated uh, score predictions. Um, we'll do them next week, and I'll have all my who's the leader is and who's winning. I mean, I am curious about it because most of the time I'll pick the game, but then I'm usually wrong every time too. Like the right. ones I say the Falcons are going to lose, they win. If they win, right. then I say they're going to win, they lose. So I don't know if I've done well. I I haven't done well either. I just really went through mine because I write them down, and I went through mine and was like. I've, I think I've gotten one right of, like, relatively close to the score and picked the game, too. But, anyway, it'll be a fun – it'll be – and uh, whoever uh, wins, Todd, uh, you got to buy me uh, Barbaritos if I win. Barbaritos, okay. Are, yeah. are we ever going to, like, see you in person anymore, like physical? You are going to see me in physical person. I am – Okay. I am cl- okay. medically cleared to be seen in person. All right. Awesome. So, woo-hoo. All right. That's good. Yes. Very much good. I feel a lot better. Um, anyway, uh, so we got Zach had 58 to 12. What was your what? score again? What was that score? 41-24. Same thing, 41-24. Todd over here. At, man, remember Todd picking uh, – uh, he would pick a 40-burger on the Falcons. Just about yeah, that was, there got it right. You talking about when Jameis Winston had career Yeah, bad numbers. He had 11 touchdowns in one game and rushed for four of them. Yeah, that one. All right, Todd, what was your score prediction? 31-17. to 31-17, and mine was 26-17, Falcons. So, uh, we'll see – We'll see uh, how we how we do tonight. Anybody else have anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Um, I don't really have anything. All right. Me neither. All right. Well, if you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. 
subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And keep your head up, Falcons fans. Until next time, rise up.